0: Max Verstappen claims a double victory after a 56-lap battle with Lando Norris and Lewis Hamilton. Two drivers are disqualified for the first time in almost 20 years, and Logan Sargent is the recipient of his very first Formula One point as a result. This is Into the Chicane, the post-U.S. Grand Prix edition. We are your hosts. I'm Channing Apodaca. I'm Brandon Wood. And it is goddamn good to be here. The race was, uh, it's what, three days old now, right?
1: Yeah, we're here on Wednesday. Um, it's been a couple days.
0: Um, Have you been, had enough time to digest?
1: Yeah, I had to go back and rewatch it. Of course, we did a, a race I actually, companion. I um,
0: haven't rewatched it since.
1: Uh, I watched. I did like the race in thirty. So okay, not a full rewatch, but it was it was definitely a fun one. Definitely feeling patriotic after um, this past weekend. Yeah.
0: So. Did you actually feel a little bit of a sense of pride for how good of a race it was?
1: Um, the race, I will be honest, was not as exciting as I maybe had hoped it would be. Oh, I thought it was but great. But altogether, it was a just a really cool weekend. I mean, you could see, you know, there was some great racing. The weather was beautiful. I think altogether, the vibes were very high. So I think it was a very successful. US it seemed like
0: they did a much better uh, event as compared to like last year. It felt... Uh, you
1: were actually there last
0: <clears throat> year, so... I was. I felt like I was only, like, partially there because I didn't get to, like, cover the entire grounds. Um And they're just, like... At the areas that we were at, there just wasn't a whole lot going on. It didn't feel like any sort of... It didn't feel special at, at, at all. Like, hmm. the most American thing about it was, like, there was some barbecue. But that's just... I guess that just feels kind of corny. Maybe that's all it is, is that I'm biased because what I see as being, like, a celebration of the country or whatever just feels hack at this point, whereas, you know, you go to another country and you get to celebrate the culture because you're not used to it. I don't know. Uh, But it seemed like it was better this year, which is cool for the people who were in attendance. And it was uh, big numbers because uh, not only was it uh, Grand Prix weekend, it was a sprint race weekend.
1: Yeah, well, actually, the promoters of the event said that they didn't actually see that much of an uptick compared to last year, uh, considering it was a sprint weekend. So um, there's there's something to that. Really? Um, I saw...
0: I saw a number that said that F1 weekends bring in almost $400 million to the city of Austin.
1: Just F1 weekends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean,
0: that it's their biggest weekend of the year, like the city as a whole.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's the other big event that they have there every year, like South by Southwest. That's, I mean, it's pretty big too, but you know, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's hard yeah. to say that i you know, this kind of thing is obviously you get a lot more international travelers, people who are willing to spend a little bit more maybe, but, um because it is an international event so yeah um but altogether seemed like it was really cool um there was a lot of uh talk after this weekend about sprint races in general and whether or not they're actually any good most people seem to think that after this year's changes uh, to the format that it didn't really help and that people are kind of at this point over sprint races altogether.
0: It's so funny. I feel like I'm on such an opposite level of so many other people. Like last year I was saying that about sprint races. And now this year I'm, I love them. I've had so much fun watching every single sprint race as compared to last year. I was like, it's such a fucking waste. I don't want to, I don't want it to take away from the race itself, but I, I actually think the sprint shootout has worked or maybe I'm just biased because we've had so many wet weekends And the sprints have been involved in that. And so it's just like this added element of chaos. I don't know. Yeah. But I've enjoyed it. And I think the sprint shootout has at least, you know, it's shaken things up. It's caused a little bit of drama for a lot of drivers getting left out, a lot of drivers who you would think.
1: Yeah. Uh, Some of the arguments against it are that, you know, it's you very often out. Outside of those weekends, like you said, that Mm -hmm. had weather, that created um, abnormal circumstances, people feel like the sprint races very often give up what's going to actually happen on race day, right? Um,
0: That's why I was kind of against it. That and the fact that, well, there's two ways to look at it. It's giving away what's going to happen, yeah. But the way the old sprint race format used to work was no drivers would ever go all out. They were only trying to not wreck. Yeah. But because you now have the shootout that determines the qualifying position for the sprint and the qualifying on Friday determining the race itself, they're two different, two completely different uh, races, essentially. Yeah. So you don't have to worry about losing your position on Saturday for Sunday's race, but I guess it is a little bit of a glimpse. It's like a teaser or a spoiler.
1: Yeah, so, I mean... Some people would say if if the goal of having a sprint weekend is to make the overall weekend more exciting. They would say that that actually does the opposite, right? Because you got a short race on Saturday that kind of just dictates what's going to happen on Sunday. And then, uh, you know, when Sunday unfolds about the same that it does on Saturday, people are kind of like, OK, well.
0: Well, that happened I, this time. But the last time around the last sprint race we had, what was that?
1: Spa? Qatar. The weekend before this last one. Oh, shit. Was it? Yeah, which I think that is part of it too, right? It's like well, Oscar have won the, to, when, the sprint race there, right? Yeah,
0: so it wasn't exactly like you know this giant. I know that's there's, where there's it. more opportunity. I think that people have a recency bias for what happened because exactly, the yeah. way this shook out, the race almost ended exactly that way. Yeah. Up, aside from you know the Some disqualifications certain, that yeah. we're gonna get into, but yeah, that's just uh, the nature of this track. I think because COTA is such a big track and it's a short it's a shortened race in general, you know, it's not the 70 lapper that some other races are into the sixties, 56. So that's one of the shorter ones of the year. So you can just get a better idea of how it's going to shake out in general.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think like you said, a recency bias, you know, having these weekends back to back people kind of, you know, maybe don't, uh, don't like it as much, but uh, I think in general, it's kind of cool to have a few of these throughout the year. Maybe six is a little too much. Let's Six is cut it back a to like much. maybe three. Yeah. Do it do some at the circuits that uh allow for it, you know, have a bigger uh, you know, pool like Coda, or something like that. Maybe are do they gonna one do, in is uh, it in Interlagos again this year? Uh I don't remember. I don't think that, I think we might be done. There might be one more. I think we are. Um I gotta look back at it, but instead of doing 6 maybe do 3 and then we just end it at that have a few special weekends where uh you know maybe can you earn some extra points but um I, I in general i don't think it's anything to get too upset about like people Yeah, are, I don't either. It's, it's funny ruining. too talking
0: about recency bias. I think that's an issue with F1 altogether. When you think about it like I've always been shocked cuz we always joke about the fact that we are the first to, like, predict something, you know? Yeah. We've made that joke a couple times, and we have been early to the prediction and been like, see, it's fucking happening, yada, yada, or we'll predict something that becomes such a big rumor that it has to be shot down, which means it's, like, valid rumor, you know? Mm -hmm. So many people don't, like, look into the future with F1. I think you and I see how things are, like, actually unfolding, and F1 News is so, like, well, look... Look at this, what happened. Oh, so that, like, shuts this down. That means that this isn't going to happen. Like, after this race, Lance Stroll got, what, two, maybe three points? And people are like, see, Lance Stroll's back to form. No, not at all. Like, it doesn't discount what's going on at that team. It doesn't mm-hmm. discount the fact that I still think Lance Stroll's done. But everybody has been, there's been this giant uptake in, like, the Lance Stroll rumors and what's going to be happening. But because he got one point for the first time in six or seven races, people go, oh, see, that? that's all kibosh. Mm-hmm. That's a waste. He's not going to go play tennis. He's not going to go back to school or whatever bullshit, and go racing Le Mans because he got one point.
1: Yeah, but it's it's evidence of such but not foolproof, it, right? It's, no. Right? It's it it doesn't completely It's recency make it f- bias. Yeah. Well, um anyways, uh so uh, CODA, uh, we had like you said sprint weekend, so uh all the teams forced to uh Go off of just the one practice session before jumping into yeah. the weekend. So um, that kind of is what many believe led to disqualifications that we eventually saw in the race. That's another um, thing
0: that, um, that drivers don't like the sprint race because they get to do no technical changes in between the two. Yeah. yeah. They're putting more stress on their car, but they're not allowed to do any changes in between sessions. Right? I mean, without penalty yeah I guess you would say
1: yeah, you just have the one hour of practice in order to get your so you get setup for the less weekend.
0: time to dial your car in plus it's more stress on the car itself.
1: Is it more stress on the car
0: if you're racing it as compared to just going through practice laps, I would assume
1: yeah, yeah, probably. I mean racing though like the sprint it's only what twelve laps, so it's not that much of a I don't know it's you could probably it's it's probably, um, but it's twelve somewhat... continue. It's
0: twelve flat out laps, pretty much.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I'd be interested to see like uh, the actual track time differences and 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 that stuff. But
0: plus, it's wheel to wheel racing as compared to just you know finding a gap in in practice and going for it yeah. to get your hot laps in. Yeah. I don't. I mean, I, I would assume, but I I don't design these fucking cars, so I don't know. So, uh, also, I looked it up. There is one more sprint race left. It's in uh, it's Interlagos.
1: Yeah. So, to start the weekend after our practice session, we have the qualifying session, and then track limits was another story again. This Reared weekend. its ugly little
0: head. At least they're being consistent week after week at this point.
1: Yeah. But, uh, it's, it's still, uh, when you see multiple drivers getting their times deleted. Uh, yeah. In this case, we saw Max, who put in a really great time to get pull dude had his lap deleted. <laughs> ends up having to start to go on the grid from sixth place so um, down let's talk about that lap so down to the wire yeah because it was who Chuck on
0: chuck on provisional right mm-hmm. with lando behind and Max puts in a a yellow f- first sector a green second sector and a purple third sector that was so quick that it made up for the first two mm-hmm. I was I thought for sure he was gonna maybe like 3rd or 4th because that was such a piss poor lap but was flying so hard in the third sector and then had to have it deleted by millimeters and immediately it didn't take them more than a minute and a half to go oh that's track limits mm-hmm. deleted Yeah. like the session everybody hadn't even wrapped up before they deleted that one but uh, a flying lap but yeah made for more drama to uh, delete that
1: yeah many people saying that this makes a mockery of the seeing seeing these types of things weekend after weekend yeah who was it
0: i want to say it was like jensen button or somebody oh sorry Joylan palmer um oh no never mind he was complaining about something else never mind it wasn't track limits it was passing off track
1: oh yeah that was yeah whatever we can cover that later but
0: uh in uh kind of track limits though
1: yeah track definitely a track limits thing you know but uh track limits there's obviously a reason to have them right like in uh some of the uh, smaller or the junior divisions i should say they're not policed as hard obviously that's for reasons that you know because of the driver's limitations and stuff like that but right. you're talking about formula one drivers you know you have to create some kind of limits that they have to stay within and it, and it's it's I understand most people would say, "Okay, well, then make it a uh, a natural track limit, as in put gravel there or grass or something, so that the dri- drivers can't really go off." What do you feel for, about sausage
0: curbs? Uh,
1: sausage curbs, uh, from what I understand, they're extremely dangerous. Yeah, so they send cars up into yeah. the air, and so well,
0: that was like the answer to track limits for
1: for a while. For right? a while, yeah. yeah, it
0: was the sausage curbs. So, so then you had since, cars almost getting airborne because of them.
1: Yeah. So it's since become uh, just the, the white lines on either side and you have to keep all four tires within those lines at all times. Right. Mm-hmm. Some tracks where like in Dakota, I think it was turn 19 or whatever, where there's a big runoff of, of uh, actual asphalt. It's not like gravel or anything where, you know, if you drivers could go wide and, and not really lose that much time besides the fact they're going over the track limit. So you have to create some kind of, um, yeah. Safety standard, you know, for for people, you can't have it so that people are just straight up cutting corners, right? Like stuff like that, where it's just so egregious. But uh, you know, yeah, I
0: mean, I think the only answer for now is that as long as the FIA and the stewards are consistent with the ruling of it, that's as good as it's going to get. Yeah, it's, well, we're basically talking about a strike zone, you know.
1: Yeah, and and one of the complaints is that drivers don't often know that they've gone over those limits until. Like a lap later or something, where they get they get told that they went over or something. So yeah. maybe creating some some type of system with a sensor that immediately lets the driver know when they've gone over and stuff like that. That Could, way, they
0: can just turn in another hot lap or something. Exactly,
1: it would make a little easier. But um, I don't. The answer is not just getting rid of them, but right. maybe just advancing the technology. That's
0: that probably for the is. best because the big complaint from drivers is that they've gone over and then basically like. Not retired from the session, but they stop pushing and then run out of time, right? So they don't have time to yeah, or pushing. or
1: even just they don't realize, um, you know, once they go for their next lap, if they don't know that on the lap before they went over track limits or that they're they don't know how, how to it, correct it, yeah, when they can't really right. see, there's nothing to indicate on feeling that they've gone over, so so
0: just to need an immediate feedback, I guess,
1: yeah. So, uh, so anyways, uh, moving on, uh, sprint race was. Like we said, uh, it was it was a fun one. It was cool to see, uh, you know, the little battle at the beginning going into turn one, uh, but definitely uh, ended the way that... Um, that we all expected. We all expected. Gave us a, high, a little preview for Sunday. Yeah. Um, there was some notable things in the sprint. We saw George Russell passing Oscar Piastri uh, off track. Um, basically... It, in a uh and then crying
0: saying that he got shoved
1: well yeah he said that he got shoved but so um apparently russell has brought this up in driver's meetings before complaining about this where um saying that people could take advantage of um this in this kind of situation much like the way he did where he was stuck behind oscar having trouble making a move. He just goes to pass off of, off of the track, knowing that he's going to get a five-second penalty. They oh, just yeah, kind of yeah. make that uh, judgment, say, hey, we're, oh, I'm going to lose more than five seconds staying behind Oscar, so I'm just going to make a pass off track and then just and let it uh, yeah. play itself out. I so. think
0: the team um, kind of went for that strategy, too. Like They just agreed, like, yeah, this is the best for this situation. Yeah. Um, and I don't remember if he ended up getting the penalty or not. He did. But it didn't uh it didn't have an effect, right? He finished no,
1: high-to he, he managed to gap it. Have enough of a gap ahead of Alex that he still got a point.
0: <clears throat> he was one of the guys who uh kind of got sold out in the sprint shootout. He didn't make it into the Q three of the shootout. Did he? Yeah, he started P eleven. Oh yeah. Um speaking of which, so or not speaking of which, but on the subject of uh the sprint race and it being a spoiler. Max finished so far ahead. He finished nine seconds ahead of Lewis. I was convinced that Max was going to finish by 20 or 30 seconds in the race. So not quite the spoiler that we thought that people are saying that it would be. The way it kind of shook out, you know, podium-wise and and finishing place-wise, I guess, the numbers were similar, but not in the timing of it. Things were actually a lot closer in the race than they were in the sprint.
1: Yeah, Max starting from sixth in the race, uh, mm-hmm. was going to be facing a little bit more of a challenge to be able to get to the front, to get some clear air, to build that gap. Much like in the sprint, uh, Charles, um, starting from, uh, second, uh, well, he uh, started first in or the started race. first. Sorry. sorry. started First in the race, he started second in the sprint. Yeah. So much like in the sprint, Charles does not have a great sp- start. Uh, Lando takes the lead going to turn one, uh, It looked like he got a better start in the sprint than he did in the race. Lando, in the
0: race, just kind of straight punked him. And Carlos kind of had to look up the inside
1: and got completely just halted. Well, in the sprint, he got pushed way wide by Max. By Max, In a similar way, right? But, I mean, he
0: got a good enough start to have to... Max had to push him all the way off, whereas, like, for Lando, it was a clean pass. It was just straight, and then it was all Lando
1: from there on out. Yeah, and so Lando kind of... Took it, took it from there, uh, had some clean air, got to lead the race for quite a while. Um, Max... 30-some-odd laps, right? Lap 29, of I think, was when Max finally caught up to Lando and was able to make the pass. Um, some people on the internet, some Lewis Hamilton fans in particular, God. saying that Lando let Max by pretty easily compared to how he defended against Lewis later in the race. Do you have any thoughts on this?
0: <clears throat> yeah, it's Max versus Lewis. Like I, I mean, and it's twenty seven laps versus however many he had to defend against Lewis. It it it's like the Max pass is inevitable, and there's so much race to to go on from there. Whereas when Lewis passes him, it's in the waning moments of the race. It's with you know a handful or less. I yes. had six laps left. Yeah. So of course you're going to defend a little bit harder because 100%. you're out of options at that point. A hundred percent. Defense is all you've got. When you've got twenty seven laps remaining, when you're getting passed on lap twenty nine, you've got some strategy to be played. And I did think Lando's uh the door that he left Max was
1: a little little soft. Yeah, but he cut back right underneath. He cut back in the next and he was right there. And the then he was in turns. his DRS.
0: He was in his DRS for another like three or four laps. And it looked to me like Max or like Lando was trying to save those hards <clears throat> to go a little bit longer. And then I thought their strategy was gonna be Don't. make those make those hards last till about forty six or so. Just keep them in range. Don't let them get too much degradation on them. And then at forty six pit and go on sauce, which I think could have won
1: the race. Yeah, one hundred percent. His fight was not with Max. His fight was with Lewis. Um, <clears throat>
0: yeah, I think I think they could have contended if they had a little bit better of a strategy. But they they were the first to flinch and they went from hards to newer hards. Uh, didn't love it. I was complaining about it a lot on the live stream. But <laughs> so uh, no no surprise though that um, I love Lewis, but the Lewis stands and Team LH people need to fucking relax. They need man. to chill a little bit. I so, don't know why everybody thinks that. It's Lewis versus everybody, and every every or, single driver, and every team, and every person in the FIA, and
1: against it's just pointing a gun at Lewis all times. So these people, it's it's getting old. Yeah, um, but Lewis did have <clears throat> some amazing pace throughout the weekend. Great, finished second in the sprint. Uh, I think so.
0: Yeah, he finished second.
1: Yeah, second in the sprint, and then as we said, made a late chart. Tra- Charged for a while, uh, with six laps to go, was able to pass Lando for second, um, showing some really great pace. Um, McLaren, or sorry, not McLaren, Mercedes, um, on the other hand, had a couple slow stops for Lewis and George. Um, Lewis ended up um, pending, he was complaining a little bit during the race. Um, they had like a 3.5 at one point, right? Yeah, like and then... nine. Yeah, but two really bad stops, and then he he pitted a little late compared mm-hmm. to some of the other cars. Lewis felt like he was struggling a little bit, and uh, so they kind of seemed like they wanted to make the one stop last a little bit longer than they really should have, and so uh, kind of lost some time there. And then with Max's struggles with his brakes um, for a good portion of the race, but definitely very evident towards the end, um, the gap was was closing up. Do you feel like Mercedes missed an opportunity here to get a, a win for Lewis? Absolutely, he was point one second
0: faster than Max in the in the race. I don't know if it was like uh, pace overall or if it was just pace towards the end of the race, but that's what the numbers that I read. Um, and yeah, if they don't mess up that those couple pit stops, if they get it within that two to three second window and not beyond that that's an extra second right there. Um, I don't know exactly how they would have gone about doing his tire strategy differently. If it would have just been pitting him one lap earlier or with it, with the pack laps earlier. Yeah. yeah. When they wanted to, or when he wanted to, I don't know, but, um, I think there was definitely a window to win that race. Um, which sucks for Lewis. It would have been, uh, I would have, I would have really liked to see that.
1: Yeah. I mean, this is going to be the second year in a row that, uh, Will have been the only two seasons he hasn't gotten a win. Well,
0: it's not over. It's true. It's not it's over. And Mercedes is still looking good. It is the second year in a row where him and Max went toe-to-toe at Coda. Yeah. Kind of backwards, though, because Max chased down Lewis in the final laps. and this race, Lewis was chasing down Max. I think Lewis gets it done with one, maybe two laps. Yeah. Which is literally the window that he's complaining about. I have to say, while we're talking about, you know, pit strategies and everything and and Mercedes trying to big brain and outthink everybody. That's what Red Bull is so good at. Red Bull is so good at just making the call, not trying to look at, you know, data after one team. Like, like let's take, uh, so McLaren pitted Lando early, right? In the second half of the race. They were the first ones to, at, at least the of the teams competing for a, a win and, and sure. podium spots, they were the first ones to pit late. Red Bull responds right away, literally the next lap. The next time Max is going by the pit lane, he's in the pit lane, and they respond. Mercedes, Ferrari, they tend to try and like analyze and outthink. Like, oh, no, we're just going to go on hard. Just respond. Yeah. Just respond. Just swing back.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, here's the thing is a team like Ferrari, they know that they don't have the pace of the Red Bull, so they have to play it. You know, with a good I, I, strategy, right? So they have to, and most often they're going to have to run an opposite strategy from what Red Bull's doing, right? So yeah,
0: but I still think having a better response and just doing something because they they try and outthink them, and their strategy not working anyways. Yeah, well, just for, follow.
1: Well, Ferrari's strategy was to do nothing, was to, to try yeah. to make the one stop work, and even as it became more and more evident that the one stop was not going to work for anybody, they decided to. Try to make it happen.
0: Yeah. Did you hear, um, apparently Chuck and Pierre Gasly had a conversation before the race? Yeah. And yeah. it was like, so
1: are you guys, I forget who it was. Charles is like, are you doing a one-stop too? And Pierre's like, uh, absolutely Fuck no. no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's pretty rough, you know? Which is interesting to,
0: to, to know that Charles would even bring that up to Pierre, giving away team strategy
1: prior to the race. I mean, that just shows you, uh where he's at. He does not feel very confident. Yeah. So I mean had in paradise. you know, had Charles have had a better strategy, had Lewis have caught Max and actually passed him, unfortunately it wouldn't have mattered because they both got disqualified after mm-hmm. the race. Lewis uh finishing in second, uh Charles was in fifth or sixth, I think when before he got disqualified. He was in sixth, um, I believe. But there was four cars picked uh, after the race, um, it was Leclerc, Merce- uh, Leclerc, Lewis, Max, and who was who was the fourth? I don't remember who the fourth car was. It was a, I want to say it was a Haas, but I don't think so. Um, I know that it was uh, those three. That it was Max Lewis
0: Leclerc because I thought it was interesting that it was like three of the big names and three of the top finishers.
1: Yeah, well, I think that's usually when they're doing their checks, they they try to make sure that they're checking the the cars that were contending mm-hmm. for the win um but anyways four cars were randomly picked um apparently that's that's the that's how it's phrased They it were randomly picked two of them uh both charles and lewis had a plank height uh, uh infraction so yeah. the the plank that goes on the bottom of the car it's basically the structural thing that's the car is based around um it's it's the thing that skids and sparks when the cars are going around really fast around the corners it's one of the most
0: rudimentary i think would be the word it's the most like dull piece of equipment on an f1 car it's a literal piece of wood
1: yeah it's a laminate uh you know a bunch of different layers together yeah piece of wood like a skateboard kind of a thing and, uh, you know, if that thing's too worn down at the end of the race, um, it's a safety concern and you get you immediately disqualified for the race. So, so
0: it's basically an indicator that the car's ride height is
1: too low, right? Essentially, right? Yeah. So uh, with this being a sprint weekend, the team's only having the one hour of practice, uh, which it kind of made a little hard for teams to judge what that was going to be. Apparently, Mercedes... Our Lewis's car had no wear whatsoever yeah. uh, after the first practice, so they figured that they would be cool. But as they get into the race, the, the speeds are a little higher. The, the car starts getting a little lower, starts grinding a little more. Through. This is a very bumpy track. That's
0: what I'm saying uh, about you know wear on the car in general. Through a sprint race weekend, you're not going to be go- reaching those speeds as consistently in three practice sessions or going hard over the curbs as you would in a sprint race when you're going all out
1: maybe I mean the the I'm not gonna argue that this this the fact of this being a sprint weekend didn't lead to them making this mistake but um
0: I think without the Sprint weekend you got a little bit more wood on that
1: that board it, by the end of the race you're, you're probably right so definitely uh definitely disappointing a lot of people very upset by this wondering why if fifty percent of the cars that were checked why was one of them Lewis's? Well, why weren't there more cars on the grid checked? Why That
0: is why? a weird rule. Why four? If you're gonna be if you're gonna do your due diligence to just look at the wood and just expect, inspect it, inspect them all. It I can't mean, take well that they're much doing more, time. more
1: they're checking more things than that, right? They're they're weighing the cars, they're weighing they're checking the fuel load or like how much fuel is left in the car, yeah. they're checking. I know they have a lot a of shit to stuff, check, right? but so it's it's one of those things that's
0: frustrating. Like, why why those four only? And does does them catching two of them and having to disqualify them now push the idea to go? All right, now we have to check the other sixteen because two of them have infractions. Do we need to go check the other Mercedes? Do we need to go check the other Haas? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Is that something know. they did? Who knows?
1: Well, it's not something they did because it's not of what that's just not what they do right like they check the four cars that they in the rules say that they they will check mm. and then if anybody that gets checked is disqualified then they get disqualified and then that's just how it is if you didn't get checked you lucked out right that's silly it, but you know that's just the way the rules are written if uh if if the FIA had more time to be able to check all the cars i'm sure that they would uh they could argue that maybe they should create some kind of Better technologies to be able to check all the cars, you know, some kind of laser scanning or something like that, that the cars can just pull. You're into really, them.
0: you're really assuming that the FIA has a lot of access to different types of lasers and sensors.
1: I mean, you would <laughs> think that. Like, I would think so you know, too. You would think that they can at least develop some of these things, and maybe- you would
0: think so. But they're also just still using a piece of wood underneath the car, so maybe they're. It's not as tele- technologically advanced as we like to assume.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean. Uh, no, it is. It I, definitely is. You know, with the way the rules are written, it is. It does seemingly seem unfair, but seemingly to, seem to uh, it is seemingly unfair to the other teams that. Uh, well, I don't know. I think it's unfair to the drivers who got busted. That's that's a better way. To
0: it's kind of unfair it. all around. Like, I, I I don't like. I mean, you ever been stopped for security at at the airport? Yeah, and you get a random screening. Has that ever happen to you? Uh, yeah, yeah. It it's this very like, why me?
1: Yeah. I mean,
0: what the fuck? I have a I have a fairly unique like my full name. You know, you mm-hmm. don't see it too often. The one time I've been stopped by TSA for a random like screening stop and frisk, it was me and two Muslim guys. I was like, oh, this is pretty pretty random. Yeah, yeah. Maybe not too random. One of them was the uh, the
1: director of photography for Jackass. <laughs> Um, yeah, so it, it sucks that people, uh, especially someone like Lewis finishing second got disqualified, but it's yeah. the way it is.
0: It sucks for a team like Mercedes who, uh, you know, their second driver and he is the second driver, didn't have the greatest weekend. And then their number one driver who has a fucking great weekend contends for the race, almost wins it, gets a good amount of points in that race for a team that really is fighting for their, their final spot in the constructor standings. And Lewis, a driver who's fighting potentially for P two in the driver standing, loses out on all those points. Yeah, and then people who use their limitless chip to gather <laughs> those two drivers in their fantasy also lose out on those points. That's where I take real issue with this.
1: Yeah. So with that disqualification, there was quite a big change-up in the fantasy points for this. Week. I mean, that
0: was just a big shakeup. We can we can recap fantasy at the end of this, but
1: oh boy. Um, so speaking of teams get. Squ- Eking out every last point, we saw both Alphatari's pit towards the end of the race for soft tires mm-hmm. so that they can go and uh, get the fastest lap. Both drivers outside of the points. Yeah. Um, at the time when they did this, I think it was Lewis who had the fastest lap. Or Lewis did have the fastest or, lap. Yeah. yeah pretty sure it was uh, Lewis. Because he held onto it for the majority of the end of the race. So when this happened live, we're, we both clocked it. We were like, oh, how oh, that's a helmet move. Oh, that's a total Helmet Marco Red Bull master plan move. Should that be allowed on the, F, uh, on the F1 grid? Should well, Red, Red Bull be able to use the Alphatari drivers to their advantage?
0: As it stands now, yes. Because they are allowed to have that team. So they're going to get the perks of having that team. The real question is, should Red Bull be allowed to have that team? and should they have an overarching advisor that controls both and has a say in both like Helmet Marco? because he's got his he's got his voice on two different headsets, essentially, right? Mm-hmm. That should not be allowed if we're going to get get mad at these things. And Red Bull's a team that I like. Alpha is a team that I like. I like the entire Red Bull family. I like the way the system works, but is it fair? No, I don't know though if it was a complete doctor helmet move. Because if you go back and you look, Daniel Ricardo was put on hards, and they tried to make that stint last very long. So they needed to do that pit anyways. They completely fucked up his, his race with that terrible pit strategy.
1: Yeah, I don't know if he had damage or what happened. But.
0: I mean, he just wasn't running a good race. They ran him really long on those hards. It didn't work out. So they switched, and then you could just argue, why not throw him on the softs? I don't even know if that was all that they had left or not. But... Um, Yuki, I think at that point was already in the points, so it made sense to put Yuki on the softs and go for fastest lap so that he can get the extra point.
1: Oh yes, uh, yeah. So Yuki was in the points, but he did have a gap, because um, he had a pretty big gap to Alex. And then I saw that uh, online that apparently yeah, he went, was in
0: tenth at that time. Right? Was he in tenth? He would have been because what did he finish? Eighth? Yeah, he finished eighth. So, but so at then, that yeah, time he would, when would have been
1: the, in tenth. He was running his race, and then when they told him to come in and pit, he was like, "Oh crap! Is something wrong with my car? Like, are they making me end my race?" Like he didn't understand that they were wanting him to come in to try and get the fastest Mm -hmm. lap. So (laughs) when he first got the notification to come in, Yuki would he thought that he like was done. Yeah. (laughs) So I mean,
0: I think it's uh, I think it's a case of you know they didn't have the greatest tire strategy for Daniel Ricciardo, and then can use it to their advantage for both teams to get him on soft tires, have him put in a fastest lap, take away the point from Lewis and get the pit stop that they needed. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it ain't pretty, but yeah, I, neither I, I, I don't is the like world, it. I think,
1: know? uh, you know, in a perfect world, Alpha Tari would be a formula two team. <clears throat> and, uh, if they wanted to, um, you know, make it more fair. Make make it so that uh teams can't own multiple teams and uh leave it at
0: that. Maybe uh maybe Alpha Tower should drop and let Andretti come in.
1: That's what I'm saying. Oh. I saw a thing today that apparently the FIA <coughs> asked General Motors if they
0: wanted to join,
1: but not without Andretti. Yeah. So apparently what there's like a slap in the face. I know there's like personal beef between, like, the teams and Andretti.
0: It's so funny, though, because what could their beef be? Because Michael Andretti is running the team.
1: Yeah, I mean, Mario has said some questionable things in the past, and technically, like, he was one of the people that started IndyCar, right? Uh, I couldn't tell you. And, I don't know. And IndyCar at the time was seen as, like, a competitor for... Yeah, but for that months. dates back to the 50s. That's what I'm saying. It's Come like, on. That shit doesn't make any sense to me. They so. were the same car. They used to both run the Indy
0: 500. So
1: I, maybe it's like they... They want, it could be a thing where like Renault's on its way out and they're like, okay, well, if they don't want to like start another team, but this manufacturer is trying to leave, maybe we can uh, just replace with, G- with GM and uh, not actually start another team, you know, racing point. Part.
0: What are they, what I didn't read it. I just saw the headline of it. Um, typical me, but what was the actual like conversation? Was it that they want them to run a team or just be an engine supplier? Just be a supplier be a supplier but not supply and ready
1: wow or just if they would be part be willing to partner with anybody else but um anyways jeez. um, so uh we had some predictions for coda um we could run through those real quick uh you had Mm -hmm. daniel ricardo in the points yeah uh he did not score any points no he did not um I had uh, one of my predictions as Yuki beating him the entire weekend. Daniel beat him in one session, didn't he? Beat him in the sprint. That's right. So uh, unfortunate, but it was it was kind of nice to see Yuki have such a good Sunday and Dr struggle a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, even though it's like, you know, you hate to see somebody struggle, but
0: uh, well, I think I mean, this to me was just kind of proof that. In all the rumors that are going on at, with Daniel Ricardo, and I get it's his first race back, so like there's always going to be this big asterisk and this big question mark until they make the move. but I think it's it's a little bit of an answer to uh, or a little bit of a prelude to an answer that Daniel Ricardo's not the the answer to Red Bull's second seat problems. yeah, it's it's got to be Sergio Perez, Yuki Sonoda or Liam Lawson if they want to stay in the family, or go and grab yourself somebody else. Liam's looking pretty good right now. I think Liam's looking fucking tasty. Or go out and get yourself that American boy. Get a Colton Herda.
1: I think his his times passed. I think so too. Uh, your second prediction was that McLaren would get a sprint run. Sprint sprint sprint, sprint run, run. <laughs> sprint run a sprint win. Unfortunately, no, they didn't look too great. Yeah, both. Uh,
0: well, Oscar was having himself uh, quite a weekend
1: altogether. Not great. Getting damaged, I think, in both first yeah, laps. Yeah. So, um, this was his first time
0: at coda, and it really showed both races it really showed.
1: yeah, altogether uh could have been better for Oscar. Uh, Lando showed that their car did have some pretty good pace, but Oscar not able to really bring it home. Mm. Um, you also had uh Logan dead last in the race in the race so. Uh, unfortunately for you, the one week he chooses to, fortunately for Logan, he finished the race P 12, but after the disqualifications, he manages to be the first American to score points in formula one in 30 years.
0: Yeah. Wasn't it more than 30?
1: Probably. I think it was,
0: tw- well, I forget. It was,
1: it's been a long time. So good on you, Logan. I don't know that it's enough to really secure yourself for next year there was a press release that went out uh that had language saying that uh we look forward to Logan's coda 2024 but then they changed it after uh uh-huh. so it's people were like oh they're leaking that uh that he signed that he signed for next year but then they changed it so it could be that they're actually it was a mistake and they're not actually signing him or they're just worried that Uh, So it's still up in the air. Uh, Logan's future is still unclear. So,
0: Either way, congrats. Um, That makes him, that makes Daniel Ricardo the only active driver without a point on the season. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because Nick DeVries obviously isn't going to get one.
1: Yeah, good for Logan.
0: Get him him out of that uh, goose egg. Thank Uh, God. Good for Williams, too, for putting him in a position to be there.
1: Yeah, so I had uh, Carlos on the podium. Um, he had a great run last year, um, but this year not not as good for Carlos. He had a pretty decent little defense in the sprint and a nice little charge in the race. He ends up getting gifted with um, with a third. He got a podium after Lewis's disqualification. After the
0: disqualification, I thought it was funny Ferrari had uh, release a tweet. Um, after the disqualifications, <laughs> well, I guess it wouldn't have affected him, right? Because Chuck finished what P six, yeah, and Carlos finished ahead of him, right? He finished P four, yeah, or P five, so it wouldn't have affected him. But it was funny to see Ferrari have to uh, celebrate or kind of like fake celebrate Carlos's podium after the disqualifications. Yeah, were out. And that one was like, it's all rough. right, yeah. You know, one tweet was, "Hey, guess what? <laughs> Sorry, guys. Charles Leclerc has been uh, disqualified from this race, but." kind of as a result. Carlos is P3.
1: Yeah, they just all go from celebrating on one side of the garage to the other. Yeah. <laughs> so It's
0: it's just this I mean it, it like just the press releases that they have to do for it is like sad, happy. And they don't they do them separately so it's not like, you know, this happened, so therefore this happened and that's good. No, they're just completely separate. Yeah. Separate statements and everything.
1: Um so I had no Mercedes on the podium.
0: Oh, so. boy.
1: You really Uh, lucked out. Really lucked out uh, on that one. But uh, taking my total to another two. And I got zero? I I got zero. So 19 to nine. Jesus Christ. That's a mercy. That's a mercy.
0: I don't know if I can even. What are there? I have to go. (laughs) I have to basically go four and three and oh from here on out. It's possible. It's possible.
1: Some Hail Marys. Um, I'm
0: going to have to be like, all right, maxing the points. Uh, no, I think that just about sewed up. And then uh, we have fantasy to talk about, right? Uh, sure, if you want to. I don't. I know it's kind of a sore subject for you. Right no, now. I. I don't even know when the last time we covered it was. I think we might have slipped up on the last few, so we gotta uh, gotta go through that. But uh big hit. I played a big chip, looking to take a big lead, and uh, just stacked my team full of heavy hitters, and then two of them end up basically DNFing. So, as it stands, I should have brought this up, as it stands, that bumped me down to one point behind Susie Wolf's stand account, who, who got... She played her 3X trip, obviously put it on Max, and then put her 2X on uh, uh, Lando. So she walked away with 375. I walked away after playing my... Cost cap chip with 286 puts me down one point behind her. I do, however, still have my 3X in hand.
1: That's true. So it's, it's going to come down to the wire. It's yeah. going to come
0: down to the nitty gritty. So, uh, Susie Wolf Stanikant takes the lead. I bump down to second. Porpoise Power Trains. That's you in third. Strolling with my homies moves up to fourth. Let's go full trottle. Drops down to fifth. Church of Checos, sixth. J Money in that, uh, vice loser spot as he's been all year. And then KJ bringing up the rear down by over a thousand points.
1: So, uh, pretty cool. Glad to have you. So, uh, where do you think Coda ranks amongst the rest of the races for this year?
0: I liked it. I liked it a lot. I think that the pit strategies, there wasn't a lot of, a whole lot of good or great on track racing wheel to wheel type shit. I mean, can you name any battles that were, uh, tight or fun. It was more like a, you know, a little bit of a defense, a little bit of a comeback, couple overtakes, but they were obvious. Yeah. You know. But I thought the excitement of what could happen made made it very exciting for me personally. Um The opening lap I loved. I could say Man I'm starting to look at some of these other ones and like it's
1: getting really but again, tough.
0: recency bias yep recency bias um, I put it seven
1: That's exactly where I was gonna put it okay, so uh so right after Austria before Qatar yeah yeah
0: I oh. did really enjoy it though
1: yeah, it was good um I'm
0: looking at Australia and going this thing's a real fucking outlier.
1: Well, like I said, we'll have to do a recap uh, episode where we really hash this out. But as of right now, I think seventh is a pretty good place for Coda. So we got Zanvoort, Netherlands, is our number one for the season. Then Australia, number three, Singapore, four, Japan, five, Monza, six, Austria, seven, Coda, eight, Qatar, nine, Miami, ten, Jeddah. Then we got Britain, Canada, Hungary, Belgium, Bahrain, Azerbaijan, Spain, Italy and Monaco at the very end, which didn't even happen. No, Monaco happened.
0: Sorry. Italy didn't happen. I was looking at the thing while I was reading it. Monaco. Just boring. Yeah.
1: So cool. I think that's it for, uh, Coda. Um, Yeah. Uh, any final words? Um, God bless America.
0: God bless Logan Sargent. And make sure to like, and subscribe, uh, Well, now I just sound like a nationalist. I was going to throw something in that was going to be all encompassing, but that's cool too. Make sure to like, subscribe, rate, review. Um, What do you do? Follow us on YouTube, follow us on Twitter, or what is it? Subscribe on YouTube, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram, follow us on TikTok. Check out the With Koji. There is a tip jar, there's merch, there's alerts. Um, We'll Um, keep you posted for the
1: next live. Yeah, on YouTube. uh, We got a couple uh, videos we put out. You out there asking uh, some questions to some people out in the street. We didn't
0: even go over that. If you haven't yet, check out the... um, We did a a quizzing American sports fans on F1. Uh, We did two different parts on that. Uh, It was a lot of fun. Go check that out.
1: Cool. Um, See you at the Mexico GP preview slash F1 Academy finale review. There we go. This Mm -hmm. has been the... Into the Chicane US Grand Prix
0: post-race edition. Peace. Peace.